podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, My name's Dan Kennett. Um, and with me tonight to discuss the first piece of silverware of the season, first of four pieces of silverware for this season, I have, unfortunately, we are a man down. and Mr Money is not with us tonight. He is um, otherwise engaged. We think he may be coaching. Um, but um, I do have, to help me go through these uh, fantastic two matches for Liverpool, um, my namesake and our resident video, video analyst, Mr Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Rhodesy. Evening, mate. That was nice and arguably the weirdest um, nil-nil of all time. If ever the cliche was applicable, it was that game, wasn't it? And then obviously some record-breaking numbers from the Leeds one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Although in the um, in the league match at Chelsea, didn't we score like wasn't there like four goals scored from like point eight xg or something? Yeah. 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 Mad how those things go. Right. And I do have our most qualified. A sports scientist. It's 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 Doctor. It's Professor Phil Barter from Middlesex University. Good evening, Phil. How are we doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, you must have been giving it to those Chelsea fans today in your place. Oh, definitely. I am my neighbour. Although he was actually quite nice on text, which unheard me a little bit. If I'm being honest, I was like, why why are you being nice? But um, yeah, it was uh, it was very good to uh, send a few people were uh, going away as they were celebrating the World Club Championships and they were world champions and then we went and beat them so I was happy with that yeah yeah and uh, obviously this is the this is the beginning of the end for them all isn't it you know with them um, the net is closing in finally oh, I, I really hope dirty so. dirty dirty money <laughs> good damn game political I was gonna oh. say straight in there with there's the gonna be lots of political stuff on this podcast <laughs> I'm not gonna sit idly by and uh, yeah Absolutely no. Yes, we've all been rather fearful of saying things in this country, even on here yeah, about uh, about Russia, about Abramovich, about Putin, for fear of radioactive cups of tea and thing and such like. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think it's now officially open season. But uh, there you go. It should be. Yes, right. Okay, but before we get into stuck into that, we are going to revisit an absolutely sensational home win over Leeds United. Um, I mean, this was six, five days ago now, I think. Five? Yeah. Yes. Feels yeah. feels a lot longer, doesn't it? Yeah, because of what's happened since and everything yeah. like that. But um, this this was actually um, this was actually before the war even started. Uh, this match yeah. it was that long ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah um, but yeah, I mean, good grief! This this match was an absolute stonking performance from the Reds, wasn't it, there, Bart? So do you want to give us those lineups and and how we did yeah, before yeah, we get into how, how um, we did it? I mean, just looking at Leeds, they 
they made two. I think they made two changes. Uh, Furpo, Furpo, whatever his name is, came in at left back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh and then Koch, Koch came out for Rafinha so they they changed and they changed system from a 4-2-3-1 and they played against United to a 4-1-4-1 against us uh, which is interesting because here's a pop quiz for you do you know what the most played formation is against us uh, you're not going to say it's three at the back are you nah no I'm not no okay go on it's 4 2 3 one. So um, they. That's how in, most coaches line up against us. That's how most coaches play play against us. If you look at mm-hmm. a lot of the data, so it's interesting. I think it probably comes to uh, a chat with UP about uh, the UP pressure chat in um, Discord about the zone fourteen and using two blockers in there to yeah. prevent the balls in behind. But uh, anyway, that's a slightly side note. Um, for us, um, strongest back four as he's been doing fairly regularly um, to get the results during this period. Uh, the midfield was uh, I'm just I think this just surprise was Curtis Jones in uh, or surprise in inverted commas uh, play Tiago and Fab which is probably our key and then the front three has been the front three has been playing for the past few games so yeah um, played pretty much the same sort of way we always have been but uh, yeah wasn't I, it the just... pretty much the same eleven as two matches before you know we played yes. it we played yeah pretty much yeah. the same. Yeah, pretty much. So it's the the midfield three which we chatted about a lot. This was the second time they played together, and that, as you as you quite rightly pointed out, Darth, that was the one. The first time was two matches ago. So and um, Jones, um, CJ was playing the right side eight, which is the more progressive of the two, and and Thiago and Fab were playing the usual roles. So yeah. yes, um, a very interesting. Obviously, as we know, Leeds playing man for man press all over the entire pitch. Yes, um, which is. A hell of a thing to watch and creates very um, basketball-esque type of games at times. But uh, yeah, we I think we after a few periods we sort of settled in and and started playing our football. Uh, now, Rosie six nil, an emphatic scoreline. Um, was the um, match summary as, in, as emphatic as the scoreline? Well, it was. It's it's a shame we we take off the two penalties, or else this would have been a record-breaking um, XG. I think it was if you do include them. D- different figures, but some were up at as high as five point three, five point seven, and five thirty-eight. So it's um, absolutely huge numbers. I think it. I think it was. I saw a number that it was the highest um, XG this season by any team, um, and then there was a list of ten, and it was. I think we were on it five times, and City were on it five no. times. What I think that was Sebastian Wickenberg who posted yeah, yeah. I should chat yeah, who, yeah. who can he he can mine uh, he can very cleverly mine the understats database with some uh, wizardry um, some there technical wizardry yeah and I think it's yeah, the other highest figure in, um, in in is it was it in the top five leagues this season I think it was Premier League the one I saw Premier League yeah so yeah. But this, these, 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 these kind of numbers used to be the exclusively the preserve of Manchester City, Rosie. They did. They did. Well, it came out 3.5, 0.1 without the pens. But I think um, 23 shots to 3, 14 shots on target to 2, 16 shots to 1. We're just consistently having 15 shots in the box in Premier League games these days. But the big one... 20, 20 what, shots difference. 20 shots difference and, and 12 shots yeah. on target difference. That's just astonishing numbers. 
Yeah, but the biggest one, the most impressive for me, and the first time we've done it under Klopp, is eight big chances to zero. Eight big chances. I think we once had nine um, in that in that victory over Spurs when John Flanagan scored. I think that's the highest on record. <laughs> Villa um, Spurs his last game. That yes. My God, it's going back, Rosie. But this is the first one under Klopp. Eight big chances. <laughs> First time we've obviously had an eight difference as well. Takes our figure for the season in the Premier League to 4.12 big chances every game. It's uh, it's absolutely record-breaking numbers in terms of what our attacking players are doing. I think Salah if, had 2.0-something on understat uh, XG. Obviously, that's with the pens. Mane had one. Um, one full XG for his two close chances. We were just... Um, it, it, and they, they didn't even have a shot until the 64th minute, Dan. Um, I think that, that tells you everything about this game. It was done and dusted by the 30th, probably the 29th minute. But after the first penny, you couldn't see Leeds coming back. Um, we saw one of the great, greatest goals of all time uh, from Joel Dalgleish. And um, <laughs> it was just... It was just as good as as good as you could expect with a pressure game coming up against Chelsea, trying to get back in touch with Man City, and uh, we did it emphatically. We did. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get my head around all those numbers that you were reeling off there, Rosie. Do we know what the most um, big chances Man City have ever had in a season is? I don't, um, but I, I bet I could find out. Um, I, I think in did they win seven nil or eight nil once? I think I've. There was a game yeah. against Watford where they really... I don't really remember an 8 or a 9. I think I it was they got a 9. Because t- mm. who beat yeah. Southampton 9-0? Yeah. That so. was Man United. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying in terms of big chances, there's uh, you, if you're going to score 9 goals, you've got to create a fair bit, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I, I seem to recall an 8 or 9, but either way, um, yeah, that was... As, as dominating as a performance as you're going to get, and it virtually cost me also his job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the fact that, I mean, they'd they been having my Man City a month ago. Was it 6 0 again, 5 0? Yeah. And then they got beat by Man yeah. United at home on the weekend, and then they got absolutely tonked by Spurs in the exact same fashion as we tonked them, pretty much, yeah. uh, on the weekend. And it's pretty hard to come back from those things. I mean, I think um, my biggest takeaway from watching Leeds. Um, it, Barts is that more than pretty much more than any other team in the league, you know what they're going to do. They are the most predictable team in the league, which makes them therefore um, the easiest team to play against if you can handle their plan A. Yeah, the, and I think that's the key thing, isn't it? This season, I think it's largely been known that they've just broken the players. You know, they've they've got too many holes. They're playing players, too many injuries. In, from injuries and he is a very big stickler for he's loyal to his players so he'd rather play a player that knows how to play his way out of position than play a backup in the right position if you get what I mean that doesn't quite know how to play his way so I mean even uh, against us he switched the fullbacks so rather than bring in like another right back he put uh, the right back and left back and he put another he put someone else in the centre half rather than bring another centre half in Lorente. So, yeah, it's a very much for him system is out. absolutely the first first 15 minutes they were in. They had a couple of um, 
I mean, they're not great chances, but they, they had a through ball. They were in, a, you know, in, had a chance. So you sort of, you know, Alisson had the, um, he dropped the ball and he all got caught on the ball in, in, um, in the box. So, you know, you can see how it can have an effect. It's just that yeah. it's very, very, very <laughs> limited. Like we chatted last week about how City need elite players to get their system to work. But, but um, Leeds needed the exact player to get that system to work. And uh, when, they don't, when they're not available, they're very easy to pick off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the main one for them for them in terms of results is Bamford. I mean, Bamford yeah. scored, Bamford scored a lot of goals and a lot of assists last season. Did surprise a lot of people, but it translated to into a lot of points. And they had, there's no question they haven't replaced him, but they have, they have. You know, we're not here. To, this isn't a Leeds podcast. No, it's not. not for sure, because um, we we did absolutely destroy them. I mean, it, it took us a little time to for us to really break the match open, Bart, but. Um, one of the things that stood out to me when I was looking at this, um, before we come on to the pressing, 32 dribbles from our boys. Yeah, I know. It's, it's sensational. It's, it's, you look at every single stat. And yeah. Well, that's you what you think. Oh, that's a that's lot. lot. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. I mean, you look at some of the other stuff we look at. Key passes, 17. Progressive passes, 49. You know what I mean? Final yeah, third passes, 92. These are massive numbers. Yeah. Total touches, 863. I mean, this is not just a little drop in the ocean. Do you know what I mean? It, it, these are huge, huge numbers. I mean, six, seven, two total passes attempted is yeah. with, an, with an 87% success rate. It's huge. Didn't, didn't Joel Matip have over 500 progressive, progressive meters? Yeah, meters play. You just think <laughs> these, are, these are massive numbers. And it's, I think also the ability we've got across the pitch to play football. But Matip, I actually think was key in this game. Because where they're pressed, if you beat that first, that man for man, if you like, Matip on yeah. his weaving runs, when he brought it into areas, unmarked almost, and everyone else, so they didn't really know what to do with him because they're marking their man. So Matip's in there with it, with it, with, it, with it, oh, he's a centre half, what's he doing with the ball? He's into an area. His goal is a prime example of that. Yeah. He plays a quick Five, one too. It, it, they didn't know what to do with him. 511 metres of progressive carries. Just unbelievable. That's like the, that's like going up the pitch five times. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible, and I just couldn't. As you said, you keep looking at numbers, trying to find a, trying to find a down point, and and there wasn't really. I mean, even the first few minutes. I know you said it took us a bit of time to get going, but we had some great chances. You know, Diaz. Yeah, he's got. had a good run, you know, nine minutes. Uh, you got, His shot was uh, going in, wasn't it? He was going, going in, you know, oh, yeah, with that man blocked. And you just think, if that goes in, I, I've got... Lord knows what the, the, the score would have been in the end, because I think that would have lit the touch paper a lot earlier, you know. Um, and then we get the pen on 14 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which... Definite pen. Definite pen. And uh, no doubt, Mo steps up and... And strokes it away. So, and then it, from then onwards, it was. Well, I wouldn't quite say a procession, but it was just the I pressure would. never ceased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It was just right. This is our pattern. We're going to play this. Oh, you're going to do that, right? We'll pick the ball up. We'll play for a third game. We'll play our pattern, and we'll score. We'll create another chance. Another chance. Another chance. Yeah. Um, just while you've been chatting there, Bart, uh, I, I, I have checked 141. Big chances for Man City is the highest I they can find. I can find for them on Fantasy Football Scout. Right. Okay. So what are we at the moment? Um, let me just have a look for the Premier League. Um, for a game. So what would that be? Quick maths, Dan. Did you say it was four point two per game? 
Yeah, four point one two per game. So what is it? Twenty seven. So close. I think I think four point one two per game would beat it, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. if we carried that on, we would that. So yeah, Man City's is one hundred and forty two, which is uh, which would is just. I think it's. I think that's exactly four per game, actually, isn't it? Yeah, we'll end up with one hundred and fifty six if we carry on at the same 3. rate. 3.7, Man City's 3.7. And yeah, what yeah. season was that? Uh, oh. That was actually 1920. But they've, they've had, uh, they had they had 113 uh, the season before, 1819, 129 and uh, 1718. Wow. Interesting. I would have thought their 100-point season would have been... <coughs> yeah, you think, yeah, you would have thought so. But um, yeah, but yeah um, one thing we do have to talk about, um, and I do recommend the video from Keepy Uppy, um, which is created with all the, the presses leading to shots in this game, um, because there was a lot. I'm just about to post it in the show. There was eight presses leading to shots. Um, total of um, one XG from pressing, um, 38 possession wins, 176 presses even, which is quite high on its own, and 90, 91.5% efficiency, which is really high. 29% of the wins are high value. Again, this is just, again, these are just big numbers. Everywhere you look, big numbers. And it was right at the sharp end of the pitch, right at the very top uh, where, you, where, you, where you want to see it. But the interesting thing about the the shots is many of them came from deeper areas. Uh, they were sort of yeah. mid mid to low block um, pressures from... Uh, Curtis Jones got three. Uh, Gag said um, this was easily Curtis Jones's best ever pressing game. Um, he, he he does think that the penny is now. He said the penny's now dropped with Jones, and yeah. he, he's he's basically gone up a level in terms of in terms of his pressing and and how he and, and how he integrates with the rest of the team, um, which is which was great because we did talk about it a lot, didn't we, in the autumn, Rosie, about the gaps in the system. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this, and you can see, that not only did was Jones as impressive, there was some other maybe more impressive and the fact that the efficiency is up as well as high value. Yeah. It's kind of the perfect balance, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think of CJ um, Butts in this match? I thought he uh, grew into it. I thought it was a lot better than his previous outing. Um, I thought he carried the ball better this time. I think his decision-making was quicker. Yeah. Um, I thought seven dribbles he had in it as well. Seven exactly. So yeah. he's still doing the thing that CJ loves to do, which is dribble with a ball. But I yeah. think he was carry, making dribble, a, shoot, carry, dribble, shoot. But he was making that quicker. Whereas in his previous game, I think he did, he'd added a bit. Um, that's not a technical one, but you know what I mean? Delayed the pass, he made the wrong <laughs> decision. Um, so yeah, I thought he was much improved. Um, I think he, I think to be honest with you, I think he just suffers from like this was right side eight. The rest of the season, probably the last game, he'd played left side eight. The connector so, role. Yeah. The connector role. So I think he just suffered a bit from going, right, I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, I'll do this. It just takes a bit of time sometimes for the player to go, right, this is my role. This is how it, this is how it feels in a game, not just training. And uh, I don't, you get with it. And I don't, I don't want to, but I don't, I don't want to blow your trumpet for you, Phil. But um, do you think that the what we're seeing now is what you actually said after on the third under pressure of the season, which yep. was players with roles, which is. You you said this, that the connecting eight on the left hand side needs to be Thiago, no. and if Thiago's not available, then can cater. And and, yep. he said, and then he said Henderson needs to be the backup to Fabinho. And then he said then it's then it's Jot, then it's Jones, Elliot, Hendo for the other eight position. Yeah. Yep, that's what yeah. I've said, and I think we're starting to see that now. And I think that's part of the reason 
not completely because obviously Thiago and Fab are a massive part of that but I think it's part of the reason we're starting to run this kind of a bit of a we've got the momentum if you like you know and it seems like it's all kind of working and the last few pressing stories we chatted about is a more of a whole system approach Oh, for there's sure. Not been, there's not been many gaps. It's it's week after week now for about yeah. uh, a month now where the pressing yeah. has been you know unbelievable. There's been so many stories. It's been so effective. There's been so much production. It's a yeah. it's a really golden period now, isn't it? And, it's a bit and, golden. And we'll come on to the game where maybe he went slightly against that positional roles um, in the next one. But no, I, I do think that's part of the reason. And hopefully it carries on because we're going to need to do that going forward. You know, Naby needs to play against West Ham if TR goes out. And uh, the right side eight needs to be whoever's trained well of that week. Yep. Yep. Um, so there's one other player we need to talk about, Rosie. Um, yes. For, for the for, for Luis the, the <laughs> <laughs> Luis Diaz. I mean, yeah. this this is just uh, his this start for this this boy at Liverpool. Um, he, he, it's we we said on the pod that, that when we signed him. One thing that we didn't have anything of in the data, or necessarily in the video either, was the pressing. How well would he fit in a pressing team? And you know, he's come on. He's gone and played Leeds United, which is one of the most high intensity matches in the Premier League, and he's the star performer, Rosie. Yeah, as Gag mentioned it, didn't he? I think I'm sure you're going to give him his, his um, give us the figures that he uh, posted for this one. But well, I just. I didn't expect this level. I don't, it's hard to exceed expectations because I thought we all rated him highly when when we did the podcast. But um, I didn't expect this at all. I didn't expect this level of energy. Um, it seems to it seems to have that um, kind of a who was it? Win Aldum kind of ability to sneak up on players really well that I didn't expect to see. But also he's. Mm-hmm. His engine is it's just constantly moving, constantly got energy. And yeah. for, for a pressing side, and interchanges now, the, the movement and interchanging between the front three is, is ridiculous. Even in the pressing, I was seeing him pick, uh, doing presses on both in both corners high up the pitch. And how, what was his values, value wins in this one? Yeah, so second match in a row, he had the most presses in the team. But I'm going to give him the top presser in the team for the second match in a row. Um, for, 42 42 possession adjusted which is it's really we said we said it after the intermatch how unusual it is for players to get over 40 and he played the did he play the full 90 or just yeah. under uh for Leeds 86 minutes just about off, yeah. so yeah 35 presses you know 42 possession adjusted over, over nearly a full 90 and he had nine uh, eight high value wins uh, which was the second, which is the third most in the team between Fabinho and Jones. Jones, by the way, had twelve uh, possession wins from pressing, which is easily CJ's most ever in a single yeah. match. And the three presses leading shots, very, very productive performance from Jones. Um, but yeah, any one of any words on Diaz as well? The efficiency, ninety-four percent as well. So nobody was beating him on the um, getting past him as well. It's just fantastic. Anything to so add on that? Uh, but I just. I thought, yeah, you know, we, I go back to that pop we did, and like we've, we've all said he, we were like, yeah, he's he's going to be good, but I didn't expect him to do this off the ball. No. Um, I mean, on the ball, I've got a few little things that uh, sometimes I think his end decision-making could improve, but I think that will come. That will come when he's played with the front players more. Yeah. He's not he's not playing with our usual nine. You know, Mane's done a great job, right, but he's not our usual nine. 
Um, I think when he plays with Jota or Bobby Moore, who know how to play that nine, I think you'll see some better decisions being made. But no, I think in terms of everything else, he's just... I cannot believe we've got this guy for 35 million, whatever it is, and yeah. we've got him in January, right when we need a bit of a boost. He comes in and, and does that. I mean, even at the weekend, he was he into the extra time before he got taken off. It was unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable yeah. performances he's putting in. So yeah, I mean, just to, just for context as well. I mean, he had 35 presses in this match, which was as man, many as Manny and Salah combined. Oh, geez. I know he's I know he's eager to impress and all that, but it's just that usually it's the last thing to come. We we've been doing this pod for a number of years and we always say with the news it's always the last side to come. Jota pressed enthusiastically, but it wasn't effective for long periods until he yes. got familiar with the system. But there's no issues with on, on that front, Rosie. Have you yeah. ever have you ever had a new signing come in and get two um, pre- presser of the match awards in consecutively inside his first month? I don't think we've ever had one. I don't think so. Nabby, got to be Nabby. Fox might have, maybe Nabby. That's the only. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Keita was was this good in his pressing, you know, in 1819. I mean, I can go back and check, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, I don't think he was bad, that's for sure. But yeah. I'll tell you what, context though, if you look at who he was playing up against, Diaz, he had Leeds' most attacking outlet. So in terms of where the ball's going to go for him to then press. It, it was that side of the pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 he does, he's done really well. I'm not saying he's not, I'm not knocking it, but it, it, it is opportunity-based, isn't it? You know, the ball is going to be that side because Rafinha plays on that side. So, yeah. therefore, he's going to be there. He's going to get more opportunity to press that ball. Yeah. Um, a word um, for um, Mo Salah's passing in this match. <laughs> but it was just phenomenal. Um, the, the, yeah. Favourite goal, by the way? Favourite goal? Oh. Got to be Matip. Uh, yeah, I have to say I, I I love Matip's because it's been coming in a while. You know when he's yes. been going on these little more marauding runs and it's just not come off. And this time he came up against the side that didn't bother going with his one-two. And the ball from Mo, by the way, that, I, reverse, I, pass. that reverse pass into Matip was beautiful. And then Matip just puts it away as, as though it was Mo the other end of it. Or was it better than Mo pass for Henderson? What the Mane goal number five or number was it number four? Uh, that, that was on Mo's left, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, 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 I know the reason it. I like that goal. The reason I like that goal because we pressed it, we pressed it, we pressed it all the way back yeah. to the keeper, forced the keeper into a shitty clearance. Yeah, and then the ball from Mo, really incisive cross from Hendo, and then an emphatic finish from Mane into the roof of the net. So I said, goal. I said in the chat, didn't I? That's got to be a, that's got to be a goal from pressing. Yeah, uh, when it happened, it because it was Hendo picks up the ball, I think plays it into Mo. Hendo makes the overlap run. Mo plays the passing and, and basically tells Hendo what to is do. Diaz it. presses it back to Mes- it, Meslier. It? Yeah, Diaz. No, no, I mean, I mean um, when the keeper clears it, I think he clears it straight to Hendo, I think. Hendo um, no, I think... Oh, right. Okay. And then, yeah, then Mo makes and the passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, I thought it was... A, it, that was a great example of a Liverpool system, wasn't it? That was, yeah. that was a great, great example. So, um, but no, I think there's there's lots of... I just thought it was great, Tim. You know, when you just watch a game, you just have pure joy at watching the goals. I mean, even VVD's header, header was a beautiful yeah. example of our set police play this season. You Absolutely. know, into an area, bash, straight in the back of the net. I just thought it was, yeah, it was, it was a great team performance. He, he, he seems to be having won a match of those at the moment, VVD, where he just literally loses everybody and gets a booming header yeah. on it. Yeah, which is I a think it might again. be the, because we've, we've recently put Fab into the six-yard box, haven't we? Yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure he was on at the time, but no, I think so. I think that might be helping create a bit more space. Yeah, another big Matip, guy in there. Another yeah. big guy in there, which they can only ever mark two properly, and then he's mm. there straight away to get on the end of it. It also with Leeds playing man for man, it's easier for them to, to you know, to him to lose a marker. Any other business on Leeds, Rhodesy, before we move on? No, let's get talking about the final. Yeah, okay, so on we go to the game against uh, Oligarch FC. Um, <laughs> so hit, us with, hit us with those lineups. Um. Oh, I do, so I'm just laughing from you. <laughs> um, so, what did we go with? We, so, Chelsea uh, dropped out Christiansen, which he must have been injured. He was. Um, yeah, so that's. I couldn't see anything on that, but so they dropped out Christensen. Uh, Zilic dropped out for Mount. Uh, Kala, is it Shalabar? Came in for Christensen. Uh, I think Mount, if he'd been fit previously, would have started. Uh, they went with a false nine with two tens, if you get what I mean. Uh, with uh, three, four, three, but the the nine was a was a false with two tens in it. Kante and Kovacic in midfield. Alonso and Aspercoeta as you two wideish players. And their usual back three with with Mindy and goal crucially. Um, our lineup, um, I think, the only decision I think was to be made was the right side centre half and the right side midfielder. Because um, I thought, I think I was chatting to you, um, Darth, in the chat about was it was that too soon a game for Matip? Would we need to manage minutes and would Canate deal better with pace? But he went with Matip. That's that's his four. Managed his minutes another way, but as we know, he took Matic Rocks later on. He originally started with uh, Thiago Fab and then had Hendo on the right, um, which is a big call. Um, but then, as we know, Thiago got a tweak in the warm up, so Nabi steps up as being the understudy connector. And, uh, and they went up with that lineup ready, and, and then uh, Elliot comes into the 11. So, yeah. Uh, I don't, and don't forget the keeper. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Ginger yeah. Kev played in goal. Yeah, well, she's <laughs> yeah. absolutely worthwhile, and and that is a testament to the guy we have in charge. You know, yeah. as as he said, he is a human and a football manager, and the football manager said play Ali, and the human said play Kev, because it means then you're Did, giving. He the actually said that post match, Klopp. I don't know if you saw that. He said there's he said yeah. there's, he said there's always room for sentiment in football. There's got to be room for sentiment, isn't it? Got yeah. to be room for sentiment, yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Kev keeps his place uh, tomorrow night, is it? Gets Norwich? Yeah, yeah, could well be. Could well be. Give him the cups again. But he's at yeah. that age now. He's 23 now. He's got to be playing serious amounts of matches, hasn't he? Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's developing well. He's doing everything he needs to do. You know, we'll come on to it, but I thought this was a very good performance from him. Um, and yeah, he has to be playing games or he is going to want to go and play games. Who so, was what a threshold, do we reckon? 15? 15 games a season would keep us a, a good quality, number two? Yeah, and then when Alisson yeah. gets to 32, 33, then you're seeing, then you're, then you're okay, well, yeah. you might yeah. be an even contest at that point. You know, you might be, might be a genuine contest for number one. Yeah, because yeah, you think about say we have another Champions League season that we've had this year. Yeah. There are games in there where Kev next season could play, right? Yeah. 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 yeah? Like the dead rubbers. Yeah, yeah. It's great to see Ali in the sticks, but generally we, we didn't really need him at Milan away. And uh, I can't remember the last game. Do you know what I mean? We didn't need him. We didn't need him. We didn't have a shot on target. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> True. But you know what I mean? And that's where you get the extra games. It's not just the League Cups. And, yeah. Uh, 
everything else, you start playing it, you start blooding him in, into Europe, which I think is the next step for him. So, yeah. But no, yeah, overall, uh, basically, I think that's probably Bartiago, our strongest 11. We can argue about the right side eight till the cars come home, but that's, in Klopp's head, that's probably his strongest 11 with Jota up front instead of Mano. Yeah, I mean, the only, the only time I can remember in living memory where he hasn't picked Henderson is, is the intermatch when we, that was pretty much, you know, who's going to play in this, the first choice 11. He went with Elliot, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise. Um, so anyway, Rosie, it was a fantastic game on paper, but what what did the stats say? Well, um, they say it definitely shouldn't have been nil-nil. Um, <laughs> we've got three models. Um, one XG model has us at 2.6 and 2.2. That's Y-Scout. But Kaylee is a lot more reserved, 1.6 to 1.8. And um, stats perform. Um, put one out. It was 1.84 to Chelsea and 2.41 to, to to us, which is a little bit in the middle. But we had twice as many shots as them. Um, two more shots on target, six to four. And although in on SofaScore, uh, no, what? Yeah, SofaScore. It says four big chances to three. I think it on who scored. It's got it at four big chances all. Um, so yeah, a draw. A draw was probably a fair result, but. A lot of there was a lot of weird game state timings to the big chances that could have had a big impact on the game as well. Um, we most of our attacking um, kit by flanks came came down the left. 0.72 xg was created on the left point at uh, 1.77 through the middle. I think that was the same for both sides. Yeah, it was, and only five percent came down the Salah Trent um, side, which it's very rare. I can't imagine there'd be many games where Trent and Salah start and only 5%, 0.13 XG was created on, on that right side channel. So the biggest pass combination was Robbo to Diaz. I think again, that tells us a lot about the part of the part of the match. And uh, after collecting pressing for seven hours today, Dan, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you there were plenty of that as well. <laughs> Seven hours, wow. <laughs> um, so where do we want to start with this? This um, The first 10 minutes, we obviously made a very last-minute change in the warm-up 10 minutes before the kick-off. Um, and it wasn't a great start, was it, uh, Bartz? It was, um, we were a little bit... Um, ball was a bit like a hot potato, wasn't it? Um, it wasn't sticking. Chelsea were pressing us quite aggressively. And we were having trouble getting anything going weren't we, for that first 10. Maybe yeah, 15, I'd say first 15, first 15 minutes, it basically looked like a guy had come off the bench and played. Like, it just, literally, we were sorting it out. I know we always say now because connected role, but it's a bit different when you've, you're literally, what, a few minutes away from starting a game, you're in. You know, that, that's a very, very different thing. So I think it, we just needed a bit of time to sort things out. It felt a bit like, you know, into Milan that time. Where it, it was into were really at us, yeah, and looked like they could score. It felt like that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, if this is going to be like a game, that's this is not great, you know. But then, thankfully, we rode that, and I think that comes back to Klopp going with his trusted back four. He knows what they're going to do. They can deal with that pressure. He had Fab in front doing what Fab does, and it allowed Naby to. One of, we won a few little tackles and he started to grow in the game. And then it was then from, I think, all the way through to about 50 minutes, I would say, we had that, we were moving the ball, 
we got our patterns going. We were creating. We looked, particularly up to half time, I thought we looked really good. Really, yeah. really good. And probably should have scored. As we'll yeah. come on to with the Mane chance. So, um, they, they have a really, maybe their best chance the whole match after five minutes. Yeah. Probably the, 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 the easiest one to convert based on the ball in and everything like that. That are the second mountain one I would go with, but yes, this one. Uh, yeah, it's point blank. It, it good save by Kev. Um, but I think if he puts it either side of the keeper, there's nothing any keeper could do. It's just gonna go. It's just gonna be a goal. Um, did you understand? Give it point five. Point three six on. Um, there is no understand. Is there point three six? Oh, sorry. Um, White scout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Point three six. But yeah, it was it was um yeah Pulisic um yeah he got a decent contact on it didn't he he just um and Kev, Kev just guessed right didn't he I think yeah 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 think, but yeah yeah okay um but did you did you see um Sai said in the group um we have to because he's not going to make his observation now because he's not here um he he said that Chubbs, he, he saw Chelsea clearly switching from from a high press to a yeah. mid block um is that just for Energy conservation levels, um, but I, 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 yeah, plus attention. I think because obviously, I don't think they generally pressed that high. I mean, they were pressing really high in that first fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know, they they were right on. I think that was their right. Let's get out, see if we can get an early goal. And as we just said, they had what, two chances uh, really early on that probably, let's be frank, should have scored. Should have scored one of them. And then they were just they were the plan was sitting off fifteen and right, see how it goes, plan the counter. They just didn't score their chance. But they still weren't with the plan, sitting, because they're still in the game. Um, and then we came into it. I don't think they expected us to, to pick them apart as much as we did in that 30 minutes. But yeah, they went from a very high press to a mid-block. You could see it on the pitch quite, quite clearly. They dropped off, um, which helped us. I think it gave us a bit of a, a, bit of a okay, fair enough. Um, that's not a bad shout from old King Cole about Diaz coming into. We did start to get Diaz into the game, and that maybe that helped him deal with him a bit better. Although he still uh, yeah, I thought, I thought for sure in that first half an hour he was our he was our outlet ball, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was because yeah. we were we were literally we were fighting fires in that first fifteen. So the outlet ball was go and find the player, you know, and it was into him, and he would take on the fullback, gets us up the pitch, we can have a breather. And, that, and, and 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 to be fair, that matchup. Was the 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 Diaz versus was. Chalaba was the one we t- we targeted it for the rest of the match after he showed in the first twenty that he could he could take him on and get some joy out of him because remember Mane got loads of joy out of Chalaba in the Stanford Bridge League match. He did, um, he did, and uh, I think I said at halftime uh, Diaz had like forty two touches to Mo's eighteen. Yeah, um, yeah, which which shows you that dependency. I mean, I, I think that was a bit of a problem because we were chatting again about. We were Diaz was having that fullback of having it on toast, but it was your best player is Mo, and we know that. Um, and we we just struggled to get him the ball. Um, yeah. even when we've looked at finishing the game after extra time, so Mo plays the entire match. Diaz comes off what 100 minutes or something, I can't remember. So Diaz finished on 72 touches, Mo finished I fit 48. You know, that shows you the struggle we had to get our best player in the game. Um, yeah, and some of, uh, don't get it wrong. They double teamed him, but he's still yeah. trying to get the ball to him. And 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 to be fair, Rudiger is one of the best man in 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 European football. I mean, and his rumours he's going to go to uh, Real Madrid, isn't there? In the yeah, but we if you look at the Bridge game, we yeah. found a way around that, and he rolled him, left him for dead, and scored that mm. wonder goal at the near post. So, but then he he has also done that to um, 
the Napoli defender, Koulibaly as well. Hasn't Koulibaly. He so I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. if you don't get the ball to him, he can't. He can't then try and take the centre half on. You know, if you're just gonna, oh, he's Mark will go the other way. Yeah, I just that was my only thing about that period where we were on top. I just thought we were we were always going down the left. Always so, going down left. So two months ago, we did podcast up after the two-two at uh, Stamford Bridge, and um, there was a lot of pessimism on that podcast, um, particularly about the lack of control and the Chelsea were quite dominant and should have mm-hmm. should have won, um, etc. Now, this game was not that game, um, but no. we played. This was a very very different game. At worst. Um, it was an even game. I thought overall we slightly edged it in the pattern of play, yep. the balance of play. Um, how did you see it and how did you see the differences compared to that league match? Um, uh, again, I, I, I'm going to come back to our point we just already discussed. It's the balance in midfield for me. We, we, we got the roles right. We, got, we played Naby in the back up to Thiago, so therefore we had someone who could play the connector role properly. Um, I mean, Milner did a right everybody come on, but he shouldn't be starting Premier League games against uh, Kante and uh, Kovacic. Shouldn't be doing that. So us not doing that, we've, ultim- we've, we've straight away increased the, the ability of our midfield. You know, our, our passing, Navis was, was down for the game at 79.4, but that's still better than we look back at Milner for that game. Uh, Navs was in at 92 and Hendo's was at 69.7. So, you know, the, I think the balance of midfield was better. Um, I thought the the back four was still the back four, but there are a lot more. If you look back to that game, we were still we were still talking about VVD, maybe not quite VVD. Oh yeah, that's that's changed. That and that's changed. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's not just us talking here as fans. He has literally gone up to where he was, and that's purely time from the injury. Now he's gone past a couple of, of milestones, and he is now right in that world's best centre half form. So that makes a massive difference because we you can and Sai were up. talking about one particular part of the ACL recovery, which is to do with I think lateral movement and rotation yes. of the joint. And he's got and no said, that, that, that's now. the last thing. That's the last thing to come back. You said, which yeah, is for and the turning and stuff like the that. The turning the pace, and he's done that. You saw in this game, he chased back and, and won balls. He did it in Inter Milan. He went away. And it, so he's got that element back to him, and now he's got that alpha male. Of, I'm back, and yeah. that that confidence you can see exudes across that back line. And they're very well drilled now. So I think, yes, it's a very different game. For me, it starts with the midfield. We've got a better choice of midfield this game. And it, it showed for me. So, and I'm Rosie, I want to bring you in here because you collected mm. this match, as you said. Now, for me, the number one story I saw in that data straight away, especially versus the previous league match against Chelsea, was that we absolutely hounded Mgolo Kante. We got in his face the whole match. 37 targets and... He we he we we got twelve possession wins from yep. him from pressing, and he had the lowest pass completion of any outfield player up until the point we made the triple subs. He was down at sixty two percent. Which, if one of our centre mids had turned into that that performance, with Bart would still be moaning about it now. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, how, did, how did you see it? How well, you called you called it before. You called it. I think during uh, the thread on on the on the pressure group, you were saying you were saying this game to me just looks like we've kept Kante quiet. Which obviously in previous games with Chelsea, he's absolutely controlled. As at times, he's he's become a playmaker. Even at times, he's been that good, and we yeah. couldn't get him with the press. Um, whereas in this game, we were absolutely all over him. I think there's a period in the. I don't know if it stood out in the day, Dan, when Milner did come on in extra time. I think he pressed like Kante six, seven times in succession. 
Um, yeah. That's that's that was his job. That was his job when he came on. Just get keep on Kante, stick on him. Um, we've done it so well for eighty odd minutes. Now you come and finish it off, it, That tells me that we've we've got a very good backroom team and we've learned from the previous matches yeah. because it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was obvious during when Naby was on the pitch that he was, he was almost told to go man to man with, with, yeah. with, with Kante. And when Milner came on, it was basically continuity and do exactly the same thing, please, Jimmy. Yeah. He just yeah. couldn't quite do it as well. Well, he got, Kante... ten, he got, he forced him back 10 times. He won't I know, but Milner, yeah. Kante <laughs> but... still popped up on the edge of the box a few times in extra yeah. time. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've put a graph in there for you, which I, you know, I do. I love graphs. Um, but you can see after the subs, our our passes and our touches drop off, and our yeah. shots drop off. Um, and I, I think if you watch the game back, that eighty after eighty minutes, we we didn't really we didn't do a lot. You know, we we had the the breakaway mo chance for the uh, the chip that went wide, and we had the disallowed uh, bar free kick. I think wasn't it. Um, the, the, the VVD header as well. Later so, something the VVD header, yeah, but I, there wasn't. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the same control we'd seen no. for that previous uh, and, what sixty-five minutes. And we so. were a non-factor in, as an attack in in, in yeah. extra time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were done. We were finished. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was the main one for me in terms of the the pressing stories there. That two hundred eighty-one presses. I mean, um, I haven't had a chance to do the paper chart because we we've, we've been a bit squeezed for time. But um, that that's a lot over over 120 minutes, Rosie. That's um, sixty-one you... possession wins as well. I think there was a bit of a disconnect between our. It was more we wanted to um, keep control and keep them pending, but at the same time we did make four or five errors in our for key presses as well, key key timed presses, Dan. Because I think they they had something like four or five shots that came from our failed yeah. presses. Yeah. Um, and I know I know who had the most volume with Hen- was Henderson, but he also had I think it was it three, three at least two yeah. or three um, failed presses that led to shots. So their their xG, what about one point two, one point three? I guessed it as would have come from failed presses by us. But to, to then for the rest of it, it was control. Now whether that's Chelsea allowing us, um, and they they they're not trying to. You know, pass it through as they they are looking for breaks. They were looking for counter attacks. I'm not sure, but I do think um, it, there was plenty of effort anyway, Dan. And we kept yeah, winning so- the ball back. We just couldn't break Chelsea down from a from a from a press return return. So yeah. we only had we only actually had one shot from the press in the whole in the whole 120 yeah. minutes ourselves. And like you said, Rosie, Chelsea had uh, Chelsea had five separate ones, um, which is high, um, and. One was a group press. Um, sorry, they had four separate shots from pressing. Um, so I'm just going to try and get the times of these for you, Rosie. So, uh, yeah, first of all, failed one by Henderson and Fab. Yeah, so the first one was Fabinho failed press in the right back zone on Kovacic. That was on five yeah. minutes eighteen. That obviously that led to Pulisic. that obviously led to the Pulisic chance. Yeah. Uh, then there was the next one was uh, 15 minutes. That was Hendo on Kovacic, centre bar half. Yeah. So 15 minutes. That would have been the what was it uh, Mount Mount's first one, wasn't it? Oh uh, no, that was just before half time. I've got the uh, shot list somewhere. Um, You've got it higher up. Yeah, it's which I don't think it was a big chance. No. Um, no. You've got the shot for that one? 15 minutes? 15 minutes. It is Mount. 
Is it Mount? Mount right foot. Mount right oh, yeah. foot. Not, not a big shot. Yeah, it was a Mount shot, yeah. yeah. The one where she's the one she couldn't quite get on top of and put wide of the post. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was about, probably about 0.25 XG or something like that. 0.1. Oh, okay. Point one my scale, but I think that's wrong. Okay. Uh, next one was uh, a group press from Mane and Henderson on um, Kovacic oh, inside, yeah. just past the centre circle, and they have 44 minutes. Yeah, that's that's the mountain big chance. That's, that's the mount, but that's... It doesn't hit the target. And that's Hendo not doing the right thing. Yeah. Because he leaves, he lets Mount go. He's level with Mount in the half and lets him run. Yeah. He should yeah. have gone with him. That shouldn't have been a chance. That's, <laughs> that's an example of Hendo not playing the right side correctly. Yeah. Well, that was quite an advanced position where, because that was inside the Chelsea half, that one. Exactly. Uh, so, well, you, it's, it's so close to half time. Just don't yeah. do that. Uh, next one was 48 minutes. That was Keita at centre of our half against Pulisic. That's Mount. Mount again. How many shots? Was that the mount one that hit the post? That, that's yeah. the one that hit the post. Yeah, point six one. Yeah, so that's quite a lot of XG from pressing here from Chelsea. Well, we're yeah. or fail pressing. Iscow is one point five XG nearly. Yeah. yeah, and then the last one, fifty-seven minutes again, was Hendo on the right wing against Alonso. Mount again. So how many shots did Mount have? Uh, one, two, three, oh. four, five, yeah, four. All from pressing. So it all sounds like they all came all from, from our pressing fails. Well, yeah, and they're, and they're all from Mount was playing in that hole behind our right eight. Yeah, yeah. Very so, if you look at the where's your you know the the, the arrows you had, Rosie, that is slightly better than mine. I think you also, you've got extra time XG, and that's what the difference is. Um, you've got Chelsea's arrow on the left being their highest XG, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. No, so not the highest. Um, the the most free the most amount of attacking. Right, there you and go. That's, uh, and that's, that's in that hole. That's yeah. in the hole. But also 1.7 from the middle, and obviously that could have come. Could have come, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be fail presses there as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Alonso was the second most targeted player as well after um, after Kante yeah. as well. So yeah. it was, he's, obviously, he's obviously a major outlet for them as well, isn't he, Alonso? He, because he, he plays high, doesn't he? You know, yeah. Aspicueta doesn't get as high because of his age and he can't, he's not athletic. Alonso plays the high and stretches play that side. So yeah, that whole side there was perfect to exploit our weakness. Yeah, and Trent had quite a bit to do one on one, didn't he, he in did, the first yeah. half as well? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we had, it's a weird, this is a really weird one to, to evaluate a whole performance from 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 Hendo here, Rosie, because he had he played seventy eight minutes, um, but this was his most intense on the ball performance um, for for a long time. Thirty five presses. Top presser there in volume, um, and he had he did have seven high value wins himself, but he got the three concessions. So how did how did you evaluate his his overall performance? You know, balancing up both oh. sides. <laughs> it better than I've collected him this season, but you you'd watch him for fifteen minutes and think superb. He's put great energy there. He's closing them down, pushing them back, getting winning the ball, and then you'd see a fail press. And you think, oh, and then another good 10, 15 minutes and then another fail press leads to a big chance. And you're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. And then when it happens the third time, and then it happens the third time, and you're like, well, this isn't a good pressing performance. Even yeah. though I'm putting his name in a lot, you can't, 
you can't do 90% of it really well and then the 10% that you fail concedes as 1.5 XG or something. Yeah, that, you know what that reminded me of? Is um, some of the conversations we used to have about Lovren. He did all this really well, but, oh, but then he made this mistake. Oh, then he did all this really well. And then he, then he made a really bad decision. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what it was like. Right. Um, so... The last one on the Chelsea Chelsea side of the ball from pressing is that Kovacic, again, was their most press-resistant player. Uh, Ten fails um, from 30 targets. Quite a few free kicks in there. Some of which I thought he bought, to be honest, um, Rhodesy. He did. He did. Yeah, of course. Of course. He's, he's, he's incredibly... He's impressed me every time I've uh, looked at a Chelsea game, pressing-wise, and he was he was brilliant in this. Yeah. Really <clears> superb. <throat> the, so, um, they're lucky to have him. After, they didn't play him for ages, so it would have been a shame. No. Wouldn't have been a shame. Yeah, it's now, now it's um, now it's Jorginho on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, one player from our perspective, though, Rosey, um, was one of the other word, and Sadio Mane, because um, he's played centre forward in the absence of Jota a few times recently. Um, you know, it's all been about on the ball side of stuff. Sai wanted to look at this um, in the EP chat. He said he was a menace, um, and looking at the data on this pressing, he was ten high value wins in twenty three presses. 87% efficiency. So, how did you see Sadio when you it was? Like, how, how come when people play as a number as a number nine forward for us, they all turn into menaces? Jota does it now. Mane is doing it. When Diaz was coming inside and interchanging with him, he was doing it. We've seen Salah do it before. It was... Uh, Maybe they all just know what to do. They all know what's expected in the system. <laughs> they do. It's like a machine at the moment and Diaz has added extra volume. He was high as, as well in this game. Um, but I think if you look at... It was something like 20 high-value wins between those, that front three. Yeah. Um, so that's huge, isn't it, Dan? 20. Yes. We, 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 there was no question that between 15 and 55, I'd say, yeah. um, our, we played the game in their half. They could barely get out at times. They had no out ball. And a lot, there were so many possession wins, Rosie, where... We were countering on them. We couldn't get the shots away, but we were, we were getting into dangerous situations, and yeah. they were just turning the ball over straight back to us constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shalabar in particular. I don't know yeah. how resistant he was, but him and Alonso, Alonso had quite a few where he couldn't he couldn't pass the ball through us. Always constantly turning back um, through good pressure pressure on him. Um, so yeah, it was. It was it was a slogan because there's so, so many. Like I said, it's quite a confusing one because you've got high such a high the highest number of high value wins, but also zero xg. So. Well, no, that's no, it's not zero. It's because I couldn't. We haven't got any shot by shot, so I couldn't. Oh no, point no. I thought there was one. Which which one yeah. did we have? Uh, I think it was a man a chance. You said, but yeah, yeah, not it's point zero eight. So, yeah, so eight, it, wasn't, it wasn't much. So not much. Yeah. But, but then look at look at the stat below that counterattacks. There was loads. Yeah. So, um, I think I think one of the things you have to say to, about Chelsea is is they can defend well. They're very dogged, aren't they, Bart? Both individually yeah. and, and as a unit, and they do get a lot of blocks in. They do get a lot of bodies in there, and that even if one there, there's a slight weak link in their chain, they do tend to um, reform quite quickly. They're very yeah, resilient. No, I, I think that the system allows that for that as well. You know, you, you look at it, you go three four three sounds fairly attacking, but but it does. It allows them to attack with five. 
yeah, and still have two holders. And it also allows him to defend with two holders. So you talk about your hotspots in your zone 14s and all the rest of it. They cover all of those areas. They don't make it easy for you to thread a ball through. They don't make it yeah. easy for you to get into a hot zone down the outside. The interesting tactic that I noticed that Robbo and Trent were trying to do was to bend the ball around the wide centre half into yeah. the space in between the centre centre half and the wide centre half, if you get what I mean, for yeah. Mo or Diaz to run onto. And they got Diaz in a lot of times doing that ball. So they'd sort of bring them up a bit, because Chelsea don't sit that deep. They sit deep, but they don't sit that deep. So there's still space there, and our, our boys are quality enough to put the ball in the area. So they were trying to get Diaz into that little space, and that's what Diaz did. Then he isolated the centre-half and tried to create from there. But because Chelsea are so good, so drilled, their ball's gone in, right, everyone back, shake, get, get yourself locked up. It meant that, and that's what I was saying about Diaz's decision-making at times. Yeah. It, at times, it just fire it across or have a shot. Do you know what I mean? He was waiting for something. It was just a split second that Chelsea got the bloodies back and it was like, right, okay, we'll come out again. We'll try again. We'll pick it off. We'll try and get a shot off. And, you know, the best chance we had was a Diaz ball in, brought it back out. It developed, it developed, it ended up with a Naby, ended up getting a shot off, didn't it? Which, which um, Mane misses, well, should we credit the keeper? Maybe. Um, it, well, yeah. I don't know whether to shed, I don't know whether to credit the keeper because there's no way he should have spilled Kater's shot to no to no. Sadio. That should not have happened. So it was shit of him to spill it, the rebound, parry it, but to get to, to get up again and get something on it and block it, that was pretty it was lucky but incredible as well. That that, that the second phase, yeah. That's that was Dudek. Dudek. Didn't it remind you of that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's that weird how you look at things right? differently, doesn't it? I mean, because I look at that and go, Jota would score that. Yeah, like I just and I think actually think Mane should he what is he four yards out? Is he four yards? I can't yeah, remember. He, yeah. he's, he's very very close. It, any, if he does anything else, he does. And we said that all of course. Um, but I, I, I tell you some, what though, I tell you, yeah. Alison Becker does not parry that ball. From no, he doesn't into the danger it. zone. Yeah, no. or he turns it around the post. It's like it, it, it goes out of the danger zone. If you can't hold yeah. it, you'll put it around for a corner, and then we deal with it as we know we can. But uh, yeah. I did think. I mean. Uh, Mendy, I know we've joked this season saying he's a bit of a mirage, right? But I, he kept them in this game at times. He, he did. He did, to be fair to him, yes. Um, and I said we were talking about Chelsea's resilience on defending. Um, when you total together the clearances plus the blocks plus the interceptions, Chelsea had 76 in the match. We had 31. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that says to you what you said earlier. I think we shaded this game. And we were we were worthy winners. Um, and when we can talk about the two probably big big instances as we yeah. go on to them, but um, you know, I mean, even there's only a few periods where we don't dominate possession. You know, yeah. first half sixty one percent possession, second half fifty one. The first half of extra time we were down at forty four, um, and second half uh, we were up back up again to seventy three. So there's only a fifteen minute period where we didn't overall have more possession of the ball. You know, uh, our passing rates were mid-70s to 80s across the game. You know, uh, again, that first period of extra time is the only period we didn't have a shot. Um, yeah. So I think if you look at the real hard facts, I know Michael Owen doesn't like his stats <laughs> as he's posted, but, you, you know, 640 passes with success rate against Chelsea, a fantastic defensive side, 20 shots with six on target. Yes. Yeah. There's some good, do you know what I mean? There's some good numbers there to show that that was a good performance from us. 
Yeah. So, uh, Rosie, it was just the um, just the one big chance for us in the first half, the of the Mane one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they had two with Mount yeah. and Havertz. Uh, Mount um, Yes, and uh, and um, no no offside goals in that first period, which is quite unusual for this match. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and no bar, no bar decisions either. I guess that's what kind of made you think that um, Chelsea probably deserved a point because of <laughs> we saw them score three or whatever it was, and yeah, it's allowed for offside. Yeah. So um, one thing I did, one thing I did think was there throughout the match in the first half as well, uh, Bart's was set place. Um, because yeah. we had a we were a constant threat, like yeah. we did all season long. All and season the, long, we the, were, the total yeah. was eight eight set play shots to zero in the end. Yeah, I mean they they didn't have a corner till very was it first half second just half second. They yeah. didn't have a corner for a long period of time, and it, even though people were saying our oh, Trent's not yeah. quite on it today attacking wise because he was having to focus on his defending, you know he had a lot up against him. When it came to set plays, he still delivered the balls in the right areas. Um, and we, I, I always thought we looked dangerous on set plays because we dominated them in the air. We had and Chelsea won that Chelsea were meant to be a set play team. They scored yeah. a lot from attacking set plays, particularly. But we did yeah. Um, eleven corners to two. It was I mean that? I mean that's an old school stat, you know. Yeah, of course. Of, but again, I think it's one of those things that indicates, you know, who's taking the game to whom. You know. Yeah. Very much, and the way we defended as well, we we were like, right, you can have a throw in there, but you're not having a corner. Yeah, yeah it was very. Um, that figure is is what you'd expect against a Burnley who are blocking the shots a lot. Yeah, so it, he had something like eight nine blocks in this game. That's yeah. what happens. You get a lot of corners because they did flex off, and they they're just blocking shots. So he, that's that is a Burnley stat, not not a Chelsea. Final. Yeah, they blocked they blocked yeah. five of our nine shots in the first half. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So we had three three shots from set plays in that first half. Uh, there was there was um, yeah Van Dyke one. Um, anyway, it doesn't really matter. They weren't they weren't hugely um, valuable anyway at this point. But the threat no. was there. I think is the story we're trying to say there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So second half, um, we have a shaky start after half time. Um, Mount almost Mount Mason Mount should score. Let's be honest. Yeah, he hits the post. Sixty-one um, percent, yeah. I should say, not hundred. Let's not, yeah. let's not cliche like match of the day. No, I should should score sixty-one percent of the time. Yeah, oh, you think it's going in as well? Well, that's it for Chelsea, isn't it? In the second half, that that that's that's it. No, there's another Mount chance. I swear, there's another Mount chance. Where not he's a on. very, but not a very big one though, right? No, no, there's not any good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, no, that. Yeah, after after that after that moment when he hits the post, I thought it was one way traffic until we started to run out of gas when we made the subs and stuff. Eighty minutes, yeah, yeah. We scored a great goal from a set piece, Dan. We did hit. But there's Um, a a situation before that. There's an incident before that. One, Naby probably should have been sent off. No, I thought. Well, the VAR said the VAR, the VAR said no. Yeah, but that's VAR. I well, thought no, the, VAR, the, VAR, the VAR is a second opinion who's looking at slow motion replay, and he said no. I think it's. I think it's a contentious. I think if the on-field have sent him. Yeah. Does he even get a yellow? Nope. No. But I. I don't know I, how. 
But Rosa, you're the most qualified of us. You did you, you did your basic ref course. Is it is it because both players went? Is it because both players went up with very high feet that the ref basically said, "Well, you both went in." So therefore, went, both players went for a loose ball, and there was accidental um, contact. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those. I think if it had been the other way around, painful. <laughs> very painful. Yeah, painful. I think it's. I think it's unfortunate where he's gone through, but I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. Put it this way, another way. I wouldn't have been surprised if Naby had gone off. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Cavanaugh had been playing in the centre half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been surprised if no, Naby had been sent off for that, but he didn't. And but, he but sorry, hang on. What, what, what we're trying to tell you is what, what, the way the right decision was reached, because Pogmol have come out and said that Chris Cavanaugh reached the wrong decision. He shouldn't have reached the decision he reached. So... You know, mm-hmm. in this case, you know, we're saying that we think the VAR reached the right decision. Do we know who was the? Was it Darren England? Yeah, the VAR. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, ah, well, um, so yeah, so we're saying he reached the right decision on that one. Now he didn't even get a yellow. Um, did he get a yellow for the alleged elbow instance, or was that let off as well? No, that was let off. I mean, he got. I, I thought he got fouled from Mount. To be fair, yeah, that was nothing, you know. But there was, was a lot nothing. of noise on the TV. Yeah, there was. But, um, but I just thought it was. It was a. There's a couple of spark points there, wasn't there? When Nabby's actually done really well. Breakaway with Mount and gets fouled. That's a, that's a really clever foul to get. Um, and then that's a 50-50 where you, if you, on another day, I think it, it, that's a horrible cliche, but I wouldn't have been surprised seeing red. But we got away with it, we move on, and then we go and get the uh, set piece disallowed. Yeah, um, how did we read that one? I mean, it was a it was a beautifully worked uh, ball from Trent, wasn't it, Rosie? Happens all, happens all the time. Managers encourage players to do, do blocks like that. Maybe... The only factor that you could agree with the decision is, is, is he got hold of him? Does he pull him back slightly? But um, after some of the um, goals that have been allowed against Fowles and Allison, I can't believe that they've given so, that foul. Yeah, so, so it, was, it wasn't given for the foul. It was given it was the fact that he was, he, was blocking, he was blocking from Blocked. a marginally offside position. Yes? Right. Yeah. Okay. So he so, was gaining an advantage for being in an offside position. Even though he was marginally, it was like literally his armpit again, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. yeah. But it, he was blocking from an offside position. It was basically like Declan Rice blocking off in, in the West Ham game early in the yeah. season, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But it's a shame that because uh, yeah, Matt, Matt up against Chelsea again. Um, that would have been two and two for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's he was just a matter, but yeah, he got he got an overload at the back post in the in the Anfield match, didn't he? Early in the season, he where did. he had like three three big chances. <laughs> he did. And if we're thinking about zero point seven xg for that, something in that region, because he's so close to goal, um, yeah. that takes us above. You know, it takes us up to three point four on the White Scout one, which is huge. Wow. Yeah. But then, then the big chance, horrendous error from Mendy. Um, about sixty odd minutes is this. Um, yeah. He fluffs the ball, goes straight to. Fab, Fab knocks it to Mane. Yeah, yeah, and he just and Mo just doesn't get enough on it, does he? Doesn't get a very good contact on it. Going in because at one point I cheered because we just expect it to the nestle in the bottom right hand side netting, and uh, and then you're thinking, oh shit, he's going to get there, he's going to get there. Oh. I think oh, this oh, comes. Oh. I this was only about his 18th or 19th touch. Yeah. I yeah. just think some of this is he's not had the ball enough. I know that sounds silly, right? He's a world class player, but he, he, to get the feel of the ball on the turf, it, it yeah. just, it, if you're only touching it, he's not even touched it 20 times, but he's not quite in the game. And he's like, right, I've got to score. Even he can feel that pressure. Um, he's just, but he misses him. He, he missed one similar, was it, uh, two seasons ago? 
similar or a season ago as Newcastle. Yeah. It's that kind of chip ball, but I expected him to score, but I could understand why he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I did know the thought, the thing that I thought was the only thing I was busy because it was on his left and um, yeah. he just didn't get enough on it. I just thought that, I just thought this is a goal. He's going to score. But yeah, anyway. So that was, that was a, that was a, that was an error, wasn't it, from Mendy? Yeah. It yeah. must have been, it must have gone yeah. down as an error. Um, and then there was an even bigger chance. Was this our biggest chance of the match? The um, Diaz through ball shots? Right, so, 75 minutes. Yeah. Was that our biggest yeah. one of the match? Not on Wise What was the biggest Mane. one on Wise Scout? Uh, the biggest one for us was the Mane one in the first half. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one only went down as a 10% chance on 75 minutes. So I 10%? Think I know. Yeah. yeah it's, quite, it's quite wide, though. It's because of the wideness of the angle, but I'm still... He was one-on-one, wasn't he? Uh, I I think think the defender might have got back. I think the defender was back. But again, you know, I said... He was on his wrong foot. He he took it on his weaker foot, though, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think he makes the right decision. I just think, get it out, put it on your right foot and take the shot on, commit to that, or commit to pulling the ball across. I think he got stuck in a bit of a halfway house and took the shot on with his weaker foot. Yeah. And even then, I don't know why he didn't put it play percentages, put it across goal because I think Mo was in and around the penalty spot at that time. Um, yeah. I just that for me was summed up what I'm saying about him. He's been brilliant, and I'm not knocking him, but just a little tweak to his attacking output, and he could be absolutely phenomenal. Like that is an instance. He's through on goal, played a percentage, hit it across goal. You might score, you may not, but it, it meant he's more than likely he's already parried the game. He's going to parry it to one of our players and that'll be tapping. I just just play the percentages a bit more. Yeah, I think when he starts to, he could pull some... Uh... That's what I'm saying. His numbers could go through the roof. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. and then um, they Chelsea have um, the ball in the net um, yeah. from not a tight offside at all. The f- this is one of those ones... Not like the Lukaku one in extra time. This the, the flag should have gone up straight away on this one, shouldn't it? It was yeah. clear. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only thing that's going to bring Van Dijk down. The the is his blood pressure from being frustrated with linesman at the linesman and. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. mate. Tell you what, mate. Tell you what, mate. about it so often. But then you see Van Dyke's reaction to the VAR thing when he was just literally laughing at the VAR in the stadium when he was called. You know, he doesn't get. He doesn't get I don't think he's going to have high blood pressure for the rest of his life. You know, Rosie, he's, he's chilled. He might have got up a little few beats. That's about it. <laughs> but yeah, which is one thing we have to talk about again. We've talked about it continuously on this podcast. Um, the high line, how effective it is. Um, so Chelsea are one of the teams which is caught offside the least in the entire Premier League. Just one point eight per match, obviously per 90 minutes. And in this match, we got him offside seven times in, in two hours, which which yeah. is absolutely phenomenal, considering they will attack less in this game than they would against other teams as well. Right, so it's just, it's just it shows you how good our offside... And Lukaku was caught offside four times in about 40 minutes. Yeah. So... But this, the, one, for, this one, there was a line in the Times down that said something like <clears throat> Liverpool's dangerous high line, um, followed by but Chelsea suffered three offside offside goals. Yeah. Like, but, why but can't this, you put those two things together, you fool? But, yeah. but this one, right? VVD is looking directly across the line. He literally takes a step to his left, 
and then he leaves Havertz offside, and it's it's just um, immaculate defending and decision making. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, so there's there's this one can brook no argument. Ryansman should have flagged. He shouldn't even let play go on. Um, and then with literally the last kick of the game, we almost win it. Terrific save from Mendy here from Van Dijk's header down to us because when because Van Dijk get the header, it was going down, wasn't it? You know, yeah. It yeah, and so I'm that was quite a busy. I think I think he was quite blocked as well, Mendy, in terms of his sight of Van Dijk's header. Um, I think there was someone in just in front of him that was blocking the line, so it's even more impressive because it's just a just an instinct save that one. I think. Yeah, that that might have been his best save actually, apart from the Mane one. I just think it's the last two minutes of the game, and Van Dijk powers one towards goal, and he doesn't see it till late. That's a great save. And what did um, uh, what did uh? And does that give that? No, we're not even does that. Um, I scout gave I scout. it five percent chance. Five. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's probably that's probably about that's right. A header. That's about yeah, right. From about ten meters out, that's probably about right. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but it was right. just he just you know a booming header. He got. He was like a shot. It was that powerful, wasn't it? On target. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Um, okay. So um, we we should have mentioned the triple sub. Um, Slightly later than you were thinking, Bart. So seventy-eight minutes, or was it? Is that just all part of the, the the whole thing about the game might go to extra time? We need to use the squad appropriately. I think that that comes into it. I just also think. I, I think he spoke about afterwards, didn't it? Which people took the context wrongly. They thought that it meant Thiago wasn't that injured, and it was precautionary taken out. But I think the change was Naby for Thiago earlier in the game. But After when you yeah. yeah, but when you've already had to make that change at the beginning of the game, you don't have you don't have a ready-made backup who can give you uh, you know thirty odd minutes or whatever else. So you've you've got to shift your numbers around, and we we got eighty minutes out of Naby. Um, and bearing in mind we need him at the weekend, that's probably not a bad time. I mean, they they came into the game for that last little bit because Kante was really super Milner, but. I think that's, I think that's about as long as we could have gone before risking injury for me personally. Um, and but if the if they'd had options, Naby would have been on earlier. If you know what I mean. So um, Diaz by this time was I don't know what he was running on, but he was running on fumes. Yeah, uh, he didn't come game. off in this first tranche. No, I know, but he was. I looked at him. I was like, wow, they've on. Okay. Um, so, so we went with we went with we changed Jota. two of the midfielders. Oh well, yeah, put Jota up top. We changed both midfielders. Um, Harvey did all right, um, and then we yeah, so we had both eights changing and a four changing. So yeah, and Mane looked less than happy, didn't he, coming off? But you've got Jota, you got Jota on the bench coming on. So oh sorry, know. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Jota didn't look didn't look fit though. I didn't I think, yeah, I, I thought he was, I thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, what can you expect? He's, he's probably trying a couple of times before the final. He's been out for 10 days, yeah. That's probably about, about right. Quite a lot of presses, well, didn't he have done? Was it Who's that? Yeah. Uh, Jato, was it 19? Yeah. What's that, what's that adjusted for the time? Uh, every two, every 2.5 minutes. So Elliot was every 2.5 minutes. Milner every 2.3. Hendo every 2.3. So, that, you know, the, the, it was it was really spread out, just like the Inter game. The boys yeah. who came on. Did, were the were the were the big presses after in, in the periods after they came on, but I think the big difference, Roti, was the um, was the location and the aggressiveness of the overall team press, where it was it was completely different. In you know after after the triple sub, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. I think um, we j- I think we needed that as well, though, because see, I think Sai si was on quite a bit of um, fatigue kicking in with some of our players um, and uh, possibly unfit forward coming on. But the players that did come on were the ones... It's kind of like they said to everybody else, right, maybe Diaz was still pressing, but they said to everybody else, you you don't need to put that effort in. We know you haven't got it, but staff on our watch James Milner, watch Divock um, <laughs> run around completely. <laughs> everyone. Um, go and watch Elliot, who we know he buzzes about as well. And, that, and that's kind of what happened. That's what yeah. they did. So yeah. you could just, I just put, I just put the, the database for the pressing into the, into the group chat. And um, you can see there for the first 78 minutes to the triple sub, plenty of aggression, plenty of heat inside the Chelsea half, particularly in the left space with Diaz, uh, Kante and, and Robbo. Uh, plenty of pressing chain in there, nice spacing, but in the after after the subs, virtually no chain, all solo, um, very little in the, in the final third, mostly defensive in nature, I think it's fair to say, Rosie. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I thought, we, yeah. thought we were containing at that point. Containing, yeah, good press. Yeah. Defensive containing press. Yeah. But yeah, work is working hard. So yeah, um, we are into extra time. We made another sub. We brought. We switched to centre half. So, so literally as soon as oh, we have. We should mention the Lukaku one. Right? Was was that before or after the Van Dijk header? After. 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 So, so yeah. it was almost, almost the last kick that he gets a little flick on a ball in from. I think it was from Werner, and um, and Kelleher sticks a leg out. It was good reaction keeping, Roti. It was a good save. It was absolutely needed as well. Right. Was that done right. as a big chance? Yes, I think they did. I think who scored yeah. did. I think it was. Um, I'll t- I'll just find out now what um twenty percent looking at the penalty. He, he was marked. Obviously, he just flicked it around the corner with his back leg, back leg, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Twenty percent done. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yes. Um. So okay, on to we change we changed Canate pretty much as soon as Canate as soon as Van Dijk's come on. Do you reckon that was pre-planned? Um, as soon as um uh, Lukaku's come on. Do you reckon that was pre-planned, uh, Bart's? Yeah, um, with, definitely. With, based on. Based on if um, if we go extra time, or I was going to say if Lukaku comes on, we'll we'll bring you on, Canate. Or, or... Sure, we'd got. I think it was more the minutes for Matip. <laughs> I think you're okay. going into dangerous time. You know, we know his records this season. Touchwood's been brilliant, right? But we've yeah. managed his minutes. We have not gone over that. You know what I mean? It's we've not asked him to do too many minutes in a, in a week. This would have tick if he'd played extra time. That would have ticked him into a, a probably a. a a high threshold for that short period of time for the last three, four years. Yeah, whereas if we kept keep him at 90, he's played, what, 180 in the last two days. We'll have Norwich off now. Yeah, and he can go on, whereas you you get into a very dangerous area. Yeah. Uh, Hendo coming off as well was probably, uh, hindsight might, might have been a bit late for that as well. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of we're looking at his pressing numbers. Was he was he always told you, you get in like an hour or so and then just run your nuts off for an hour yeah. and then you're going to yeah. come off? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, and then Diaz finally gives way um, on ninety seven. I think it's shortly after he's so exhausted, he almost trips over the ball on the touchline and yeah. <laughs> and, and lies prone on the Wembley turf. I mean, I think that was the moment everybody realised he was absolutely gassed. Yeah, we've well, guessed before that. The ball yeah. from going for for goal kick, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what was your favourite trick? What was your favourite Diaz trick at the final, boys? <laughs> the, the little flick over, as it said, is it Aspilicueta? 
No, it was with Reese James when he does oh, the rainbow. Yeah. I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was the take from the Van Dyke um, switch. What in the chest? And then he just takes on the left foot and then and continues on with the, the motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was special, wasn't he? I mean, let's be honest here. Can, yeah, we can comment about lots of things, but he was he was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the rainbow flick over Reese James was that was something that was filth. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was no question he was our man over man of the match no question. Yeah. Um, but extra time was a bit of a slog for us. Um, Bart's we had one shot. Chelsea only had one shot legal, um, and then it was a t- a Taylor two offsides for them. Yeah, very much. I mean, I, I put the chart in earlier on about how we we really did. You know, struggle from ninety to one twenty. We we just our shots shot volume disappeared. You know, uh, passes picked up from that last period of the game. Uh, the match just became attritional, didn't it? it made a, yeah, we. I think for the first time, we probably just sat in. Like we literally just were like, right, okay. Even Harvey wasn't going. I don't know what your pressing says in the next time, but it just wasn't going that hard. It yeah, it was, was all just, defensive. If you look at the, the it was all yeah. in the right back position. It was all just sitting here, trying, yeah. let's just try and get through this. Um yeah. I mean Origi's this doesn't do a lot when he comes on, I have to say. Um, does, does he, he does he get any touches? He gets ten touches. Ten touches. Ten touches. He makes eight accurate passes, which is fine, but um loses aerial duels, both two but all two of them. Yeah. And one is one uh, ground um, ground duel, but um, in 23 minutes. So yeah. yeah, he doesn't do a lot, but he was a body, wasn't he? And to be yeah. fair to him, he scored his pen. He scored his pen. He looked chilled as he always does. <laughs> you know, he was... Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so the the habits one. You just want to talk about habits. Um, he's a, he's a, he's he's a bit good, isn't he, that lad? Yeah, he's. I think you, it's annoying, wasn't really, it, that they've actually got this somebody that good. I think. Yeah, wasn't it on your Twitter? You said you answered someone saying, "Who would you have from the Chelsea lineup?" Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that's spot for me." He is. <clears throat> Before Chelsea got involved, I think we were trying to do a deal around. But yeah. um, he, he just his age been, as well because he's so young still. He's so um, young. He's, a, he's he's tall as well. Like the biggest problem with Bobby as a false nine sometimes is the height thing, right? Yeah. He does really well in the air, but imagine having Havertz learning the ball playbook. Yeah, he's got wow. good energy, he's but got I great think energy. Look, his decision making, I think, is the thing. That makes, yeah, he looks really intelligent. Yeah, he really, he makes the decision really quick. Knows the game in front of him before he's got the ball. Um, well, I just, I just, yeah, he's great, great. great the good player. news is, is that when the Chelsea fire sale starts after Roman's assets are frozen <laughs> by the UK government. Then we'll be right in for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I got him and Reese James as a reserve right back. <laughs> just, you know, what? I, I was going to say that for pure banter, I just stick him with the U23s. Just for banter. <laughs> yes, right. Okay, um, right. The um, so the he, he actually laces one in from a marginal offside call, doesn't he? On the um, yeah. That was a brilliant finish, that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the big narrative, of course, is the... the I just found that the the, the, the the way that Sky covered the Lukaku after the substitution was, was just a joke, really. I don't know, what did you boys think? The, it's know, just because he's... Like, I, I watched ESPN, so... All right. Because I, I can't stand Sky. So. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I can imagine they were going full throttle yeah, it's just like just because yeah. he costs like ninety eight million does not mean yeah. 
he's, he's a relevant factor. It's just you know he's he's you know. It, but anyway, I think he was he was mostly crap. And then it was it was a tight as offside call as the VVD one, wasn't it for the for the matter? Yeah, but it's not. Dale does in his excellent Monday morning tweet said that the actual image they used, he it's not close. It's just that because of the perspective that we're shown on the on the TV, it looks mm. close, but it's not. Uh, if you look at the actual image, it, I can't remember if it's in his tweet or not, but it's not close at all. I remember one thing they did as well as this season was no, you, you don't see the process of them drawing the lines anymore. You no, see the final result, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they've also introduced the margin of error, which is the yeah. thickness of the line, isn't it? Yeah. So and there has to be daylight between the lines. Yeah. He was offside, so yeah. it's just like, like it was. As, it was. That's what I said. It was as tight as the Matic one for us. Or maybe I, you said I, it wasn't as tight. You said it was. You were saying it was slightly more. I think it was more. I, okay. I think the VVD one is extremely tight, and I think is that right? Is the, did the assistant flag it in open, in actual real time? The Lukaku one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying okay. to you. I don't. I don't even think it was. Uh, I think because of the angle you were shown on the broadcast, I think we thought all thought all that's close, but it wasn't because even the line I got it right. Yeah. Anyway, um, on to pens. I think the most important <sighs> thing to note here, here for me is that Milner wins the toss and he chooses to go first. So Jimmy Milner knows his analytics, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's <laughs> you always want to be pleased as well that we were going to be taking him in front of the fans. Yeah, just yeah. his little nod. Yeah, his little, uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, Milner won both the calls. Yeah, so which, where do you want to go first or second and which end? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, did we all see the date of his from penalty kickstart? I didn't. Yeah, it's in the chat, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know how I can link it up here. I'll, I'll copy it now. Um, copy it now. Sorry, I don't yeah. know how you do the cross forum linking. Yeah, I'll copy it now. Um, but yeah, penalty kick, penalty kickstart came out of retirement. <laughs> He's not been doing it for a couple of years. Uh, to, for for one match only, uh, which was the mother of all, um, the longest ever penalty shootout between two top flight teams in England, I believe. Wow, eleven ten in, in a final. It was what was it? Okay, because we didn't we beat Borough fourteen thirteen. Yeah, but they weren't top flight. Oh, were they not? Oh, sorry, no, I they were like League Two or something. Right, like that. You, yeah, yeah right. we went. It was. It, it went to something like fifteen, fourteen, or something, didn't it? Or yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, penalty kicks that um, basically um, ranks all the um, uh, the penalties. Basically, and his map here is to factor in left footers and right footers. So it's it's always from the perspective it takes in. So the um, the left hand side is where the shooter. Goes, um, is it with? It's with their body, and where on the right hand side is where they open out their body and go to the other side. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is this. So he's reversed it for the left footers and the right footers. So which is a really nice little touch. Um, and um, the first thing to note here is that overall our penalties were better than Chelsea's. By Chelsea's expected penalty goals was seven goals from ten kicks, and ours was eight point nine from eleven kicks. Nice. Um, yeah. The only one which was really dicey for us was Jota straight down the middle, which was number six, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think it was number uh, six. Uh, yeah, I thought Canates was. was and if you think, everyone listening, if you think that the average is 0.76, those under that are a poor penalty, chances wise, then, for instance, the Salah and Van Dijk ones are over 
93. So they're adding huge numbers and value to their penalties. Yeah. Whereas Jotters, Divox, Fabs, although Fabs, they can get lost. Jotter and Amiga, they they lost like 14, 15. Yeah, I, th- I remember what it's to do. Is this, 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 this two things. What, what this model doesn't know is um, sent the uh, the idea of sending the keeper the wrong way. Gotcha. So mm. it, this is just around this is around the placement of the ball within the yeah. goal because sometimes the keeper sends the wrong way and you basically got an empty net, and other times you, the keeper's going the same way as you, and then is it safe or is it does it go in? So the, the keeper's not taking into account basically. Is that what you're saying? Uh, in terms of in terms of whether the keeper, I don't think I don't think this is factoring in whether the keeper has been set the wrong way or not. No. Okay. So it's just the placement within the frame of the goal. But in terms of, but you always want it in the top half of the net. Anything in the top half of the net, get, get you getting into the eighty five percent plus yeah, yeah. scoring. And you look at the the, the the number one penalty in that case is Van Dijk point nine eight. <laughs> we have to talk about that one, don't we? We have to talk that. That's is that the one we have to talk about more than any other because. Kepper basically gives him a third of the goal to aim for. Yeah, because Kepper basically stands the edge of that dark dark zone, doesn't he? Stands yeah. there if you're not on that side. Yeah. And he says, go, go on then, put it in there, and Van Dyke goes, all right, and smashes it Blam. in the top corner. Blam. And, it go, it, and it literally goes straight through him. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's too fast. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what was the one that you thought, not sure about this? When they were coming up? Yeah, when Can they were coming I, up. Yeah. Did you? I, I, he's been. I, I was Robbo. Yeah, Robbo as well. Of course, he looked the most nervous. He looked the most nervous, and we. How many times have we said that Robbo can't shoot in a game? You know what I mean? He just the number of times he doesn't take a shot, but he knows he. Can. Um. But yeah, I thought those two for me. Everyone else, I was like, fine. Yeah. Um. So I thought Elliot was going to miss, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And what's that? Point yeah. eight seven. Is that yeah. right? Is that Elliot? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, have to, you, have to, you have to have a word for Salah as well because Salah was on fifth pen and he'd been stranded twice for Egypt in the Afcon going fifth. Yeah, but it, this one was needed and he absolutely laced it into the into the side netting. It's <laughs> straight into even, the side net. I mean, even Milner's first pen, yeah, point eight nine. Yeah, right. Set the, the tone. Set yeah. the tone there. Bang. Right. I'm not having none of your rubbish, Kevin. We're scoring. Yeah, and put it straight in the corner. He just yeah, that set the tone for me for the for our our performance anyway. And do you think do you, what the thing was? It was the 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 the, the difference in the levels of posturing between the key. Kelleher didn't do anything. No posturing nah. at all. No art. No antics. Nothing like. That. He just got on with it and tried to make saves. Kepper was just trying to be the big man, and it, probably because he's trying. He's an alleged specialist, so he felt he had to come on and do something, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you read the bit online about um, how Chelsea have been trying to win a psychological advantage on penalty? And what Kev did in this shootout to avoid that. Did you read that? No. So basically what Chelsea have been doing is making sure in a shootout that Kepa gives the ball to the next kicker. So he's right in their ear. He's he's giving them something before they kick the ball, yeah? Yeah. So that's what they've tried to do. And and even in a normal Prem game, they'll try and get round the player who's taking it and get in their ear really on the eye. They try and do. So... What Kev did was after every single one one of their penalties, he kicks the ball towards our players. So that there is no way Kepa could chat to our player legally. He would have had to have come all the way up to the edge of the box. Do you know what I mean? To talk to our player. Because they've already got the the ball in their hand. So they're taking out. Shows you the level of pressure. Yeah. Preparation. Shows you the level of preparation. Yeah. 
So yeah. that, and that's what they and, and I thought that's re- and I watched it back again and go, that's right, that's, that's exactly what Kev does. <clears throat> um, and, he and plays at, his role. And at this point, we do have to mention the Neuro Eleven team. Um, we talked about this. Yeah, did yeah, we yeah. talk about it pre-season or did we talk about we it did, during the season? Um, I think pre-season. We talked about, I think we talked about it when the, the, all the set-piece numbers started yeah, taking yeah. off, didn't they, early on? Yeah, about flow, yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, yeah, and the guys who went in their pre-season in Austria mm-hmm. and they reg- they put the they put the receptors on the all over the players' heads yeah. and they look at, they're trying to pick up the, the, the neurological patterns and they're trying to get them to this state of, I don't know, zen? Flow. It's flow, called flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? state of flow, yeah. So they're, they're all basically completely relaxed at, well, in the right state of um, alertness, should we say, to take yeah. that penalty without letting it outside interference. And, um, and, and, and what the guy said was that, that they said they can help the player visualise where they want the ball to end up and what they mm-hmm. need to do to get the ball from the where it is to where it needs to end up. Yeah, and... I mean, Trent as well steps up, not having hit the, a great set of balls uh, that that game, and puts it straight inside net, wasn't he? So, yeah, it was, so, I thought it was really good. For those who are listening, who were this because we're now on the free side, who didn't listen to this last time, this is this, this is absolutely um, um, fascinating stuff. That now, if you go onto YouTube, uh, search for something called Brain Pong. So this is where you can play the very first video game ever invented, you know, the, the bat on one side, the bat on the ball going plink, plink, plink across the screen. You can now play that game With using your, your mind. And you can yeah. move the bat using only your mind. So that's what you can do now during computer games. And, and this is the basic start of neuroscience and all that kind of getting into that. And that, and that, and that's what these guys are doing. And it's, it's just one of the, yet another example of Liverpool FC looking for every single scientific and te- technological strategic coaching edge that they can get. We, it's we the do, yeah. marginal gains. Absolutely. The marginal gains is the latest instance of it. We had it last year with the throwing coaches. We have had it before with the, with, with we, we employed a specialist recovery coach, injury recovery yeah. coach, didn't we as well? Yeah. We do it in all the disciplines, all the facets of science and technology. Um, and then, and these are the latest guys. So, I mean, I, I, we can't validate that it's definitely them. They like to think so. You know, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you can't. You can't argue with their success rates. You know, with, no. with what we're seeing, the outcomes in terms of the set pieces, um, because it's not. It's, it's not just like it's free kicks. It's the delivery of the ball, training the players to see where they want their set piece to end up when they deliver it, uh, as well as the as well as the things like the penalty kicks. But yeah, it's but it's, yeah. it's amazing. Just to answer Ash's question, I think we do have a consultant who helps them they're sleeping like we have a nutritionist who if a player can't cook will go around and teach them how to cook uh to yeah. make sure their nutrition is spot on so yeah we cover all elements and equally we do all of that with only yeah I mean, uh Jürgen Klopp says new 11 um decided the penalty order they've been practicing with our players for weeks before the final so there you go yeah there you go love it <laughs> So yes, hats off to New Eleven boys. I don't know if you listen, um, but uh, <laughs> you two, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, any other business, Rosie? Well, yeah, one particularly huge bit of business, and that's uh, Kepa missing his pen. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, after trying so so hard to frustrate our players and get on the nerves and delay the kick and all sorts of antics, yeah, he's the one to miss the specialist substitute when. In fairness, Mendy was having a great game. Yeah. I couldn't say, unless yeah. there was a niggle and injury, 
I I heard the stats, and it's something like Kepa had saved, uh, uh, conceded 17 from 24, and Mendy was something like he'd only saved one, maybe two, so that's why they were doing it, but... No, Not samples. You can't make conclusions. We know this. We can't, you can't make conclusions on that. No. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah it, it, it certainly made it certainly made all the um, the, the old football men, traditional football men, uh, froth at the mouth, didn't it? And it was giving them some that, them something to keep themselves busy. Any other business, um, Bart's? No, just great to get one ticked off. Another next game tomorrow, and then we go again. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be back next week for Norwich and West Ham. Yep. Is West Ham Saturday? What? Saturday, late kickoff. So we will be back next Monday at 8.30 for another doubleheader. Uh, yeah, and the quad is on. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.